I learned a long time ago there's always going to be somebody telling you what you should do with your talents, what they could do with your talents, uh, what you shouldn't do, why you'll never be successful if you do this or that. That stuff is, uh, it's always going to be around. You just have to tune it out. That's LaVie, licensed family and marital therapist, maximalist, and the brains, beauty, and brawn behind the Thrift Therapy podcast. With a wave of a magic wand, we recorded with her over the phone to trade interviews and explore her thrifting appetite, how it transformed into a snazzy side job filling custom subscription boxes, and the undeniable confidence that comes with knowing you're a little too much of everything. I'm Amber, and here's Angelica with our weekly chat. Hi, Lavi. Hi, Angelica. Thanks for joining us on Chatty Crafties, a show where I celebrate my creative friends to get inspired by everyday art. Um, we follow each other's podcast and thought it would be fun to interview each other. And your podcast is Thrift Therapy and thrifttherapypod.com. And I just wanted to kind of get to know you and how your thrift identity enables your artistic expression. I'm happy to be here. First of all, I found, I think we discovered each other on Instagram, which is a great podcast forum. I think a lot of podcasters connect there. So I was really happy to come on. I am, let's see, how does it inform my artistic identity? Is that the question? Yeah, let's start with that one. Well, I think growing up, I've always been very creative. And what I mean by that when I say it is a divergent thinker. And in my family growing up, that was not a good thing. They were very convergent. They uh, wanted to follow certain ideas and adhere to them very strictly and they wanted me to do that too mm-hmm. and I just don't have an aptitude for that I, it seems like I can't even do it if I try so, sure yeah <laughs> I try to fit it. in I can't do it so <laughs> I think uh, a lot of my artistic identity is around being different and it started really young and it started with things like my ideas and then it was things like the way I dressed and then it was how I shopped and then it was how I put my home together and then in between all of that it's painting it's drawing it's writing it's reading it's I don't know dancing singing whatever anything that I do I do it I do it differently than maybe Mm -hmm. I should (laughs) (laughs) is there a should what is that should what do you get out of it emotionally well first and foremost I think I get a way to process emotions I think that I have a lot of emotions I'm what is called emotionally gifted some people call it being a highly sensitive person and some people call it (gasps) just being too much (laughs) (laughs) my therapist recently said that I was emotionally sensitive Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Well, so art or being creative in any way gives me a way to process my emotions. So if I'm feeling, 
I don't know, bored, for example. Boredom is a very difficult feeling for a lot of people to tolerate, and I don't think I'm an exception to that. I don't like to be bored. I can deal with it by being creative in some way, even if it's just being very still and letting my imagination wander. It's not, I'm going to let it go where it wants to go, and it usually goes somewhere really weird. So <laughs> that's what I get from it first and foremost. And then I think another thing that I get from it is I, I guess I get a way to feel valuable, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. my values are number one is probably being courageous. I really value courage and I think it takes a lot of courage to be creative. Definitely. And to express it so visibly with your clothes and your style, you're really just kind of shouting it out on the rooftops in your everyday life. And I love that. Thank you. You are very stylish and have a lot of fun pieces, according to your website and Instagram. Do you tap into something when you create these thrift boxes for people where you can kind of set someone else up with a creative identity? Yeah, I do, actually. That's a really new way that I think I'm being creative. It's very new. I've only been doing it for a couple months. And it takes me back to maybe like my childhood, especially like the teenage years, where one of the few things that I have in common with my mother and my sister is that we we all three love to shop. And at Mm -hmm. different times in our life, we've all three worn the same sizes for extended periods of time. Now, what's different is that my mother and my sister are very convergent. And what I mean by that is they don't think outside of the norm. They very much want to follow a path that is well-traveled. Fuck the well-traveled path. That's boring. People have already been there. What am I going to learn that I don't know from listening to other people's stories? Give me the path that no one can find. Like, where's the rockiest, bumpiest, highest, you know, lowest, weirdest path? I want that one. That's just sort of the way I am. Exciting. Yeah. So the thrift boxes are a way to do something that I did when I was young, which was I would pick out outfits for my mom and my sister because they were always... Like, that's the one thing I knew they admired was they were like, how do you come up with this stuff? I mean, pick out my outfits. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I I think it, it, Mm -hmm. it, they realized that they were kind of boring in their choices and they just wanted something a little more fun. And that maybe was a little more about their personality than convention. And the thrift boxes let me do that for other people. They send me answers to questions that I ask them. And then I use those answers to re-envision their wardrobe. And then I buy them really cool things for like dollars and then I send it to them and it's really fun. That's awesome. So do you see pictures of them and like what they normally wear? Do they send you inspirational photos? Like how do you, is it just the questions that gives you enough of a sense about their identity to find something exciting for them? Sometimes I'll do a little online snooping, but mostly I don't. I just rely on what they send me and my, just my instincts. I don't know. I have really good instincts mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. style, not, not just clothes, but just style in general. And I just trust them and I don't question it. And, and so far it's worked out. Yeah. 
Um, I listened to a recent episode where you talked about what you do to revive clothes, be it sewing, you using DIY solutions to remove stains and fabric shavers, uh, and that is speaking my language. Do you consider yourself crafty since you do so much DIY stuff? Hell to the yeah. <laughs> I've always been crafty, always crafty, which is why I liked your podcast in the first place. I liked the name. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it spoke to me, and it reminds me of a song that when I heard it in my teens, my late teens, I mean, I'm old, so go with me back to the 80s. <laughs> and imagine hearing License to Ill for the first, second time, maybe, and just knowing that she's crafty is about yes. you. It's about you. And you're you're all those things. You're tricky. You're crazy. You're creative. You cannot figure me out, so don't even fucking try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always been crafty. I like to put things together that aren't already together, if that makes sense. Yes, definitely. Um, so what other creative endeavors are you into? You mentioned some right when we started, so painting, etc. Okay, I'm going to give you a list of things that okay. I've done. Let's see. I have done, I probably started with things like coloring, drawing, watercolor, and then writing, and then moved to things like collage and mixed media when I was in mm -hmm. high school, of course, right? Who doesn't do collage when they're in high school? <laughs> And then, um, let's see, as I began to grow up maybe and have more autonomy and more money, I started doing more and more things. I remember my first painting, which I can send you a picture yes, of. I, do. I do have a picture of it. And it, it was strange because I was in my early 20s and I hadn't really painted since high school, just the sort of mandatory art class here and there. And uh, I, ha I had a boyfriend, and he is still a painter. He is a, um, a graffiti artist. And we got together, and he said, you should paint. And I said, okay. And so I whipped out this painting, and it was really pretty good for my first painting, really, of any scale. And uh, he was really impressed. And he was like, you should paint more. And I said, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that is kind of the way I am. I would say that's a, a pretty common story in my life. People will say something to me like, you should try this. And I go, okay. And I just try it and I do it. So then from there, I tried doing murals with people and I really liked that. I've done sculpting. Mm -hmm. uh, I still do sewing. My mom taught me to sew when I was a kid. She's an excellent seamstress. Oh, yeah. um, I do decorating. I do furniture rehabilitation. I actually learned how to tile floors recently, and I did my whole uh, bottom floor of my house myself. Excellent. Yep. I like to do reno stuff. You know, I like to be tough. What else yeah. do I do? I don't know. That's a lot. But I don't make <laughs> me. I can tell you some things I don't do. I don't make music. Yes. Okay. I do not do that. I don't know how to play any musical instruments. I don't sing. I've done a little acting. Not very good at it. Did a little directing. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm too real. Like, I just was myself and it wasn't good. Because that's not what I was supposed to be. Right. Yeah, not I good. I can relate to that. Uh, that's um, that's what, all I can think of. What themes or images run through your art? What do you find yourself, like, color-wise, drifting towards, or images that come out? 
I am a maximalist, which means all the color. There's no color I don't like, really. I don't enjoy no color. Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand people who just have a lot of gray and tan and white and black in their closet. When I walk <laughs> into a closet like that, I feel really sad. Uh-huh. Uh, so my paintings are like that. They're very vibrant. There's lots of color. And one of the things that I like to do is because I'm a repurposer, uh-huh. I like to go to hardware stores and buy Oops Paint. Do you know what that is? No. What is that? Oops Paint is paint that a customer gets custom mixed for them and then they don't like it. Sure. Yes. Okay. And then the store is like, okay, I guess we'll take it back for you. And then they slap a sales sticker on it for like $5 or Uh whatever. So you can get a gallon of paint for five bucks and you can get little samples of paint or or quarts of paint for, you know, $2, 50 cents, whatever. So I will go to a hardware store and I will get all the oops paint that I think is moderately cool looking. And then I make myself paint with those colors only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're forcing yourself to thrift even with your art. Yes. That is true. I love that. I love that. Um, Do you enjoy the helping aspect of what your podcast does where you are helping people find their identity or helping people see clothes in a new way or encouraging people to go out thrifting? Is it that helping aspect that appeals to you? Oh, that's very insightful of you. Yes, I do. In fact, I am a therapist in my day job. And uh, one of the things that I love about being a therapist is it's very creative work, but it's very healing and it's very collaborative. Uh-huh. And I, I really value those things. I really do. And art's just another way that I get to express my values. Yes, for sure. Um, how did you get into podcasting? <laughs> I don't know. How did I get into anything? Somebody said, you should Somebody do a podcast. And I said, okay. <laughs> how long have you been doing it? Oh, my gosh. I just started, like, in, let's see, May. I started at the okay. end of May. So, a few months. Yeah, that's about like us. Oh, cool. I think, yeah, we're, this is our 12th episode. I'm just a little ahead. I think I just did my 16th episode, I want to say. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How does podcasting add to your creative expression? Well, it gives me a literal voice, which is nice because Mm. I feel like I've been always been pretty in touch with who I am, but finding Mm -hmm. a way to be heard in that identity is challenging because I am unusual, I guess, in many ways, Uh, which in, I work with gifted adults and in my private practice, and one of the things we talk about is low belongingness, which is maybe a negative side effect of being above average intelligences is Mm -hmm. that you may think that those are gifts, but sometimes they're barriers and they're isolating. And so finding another way to have a voice, I think is, hmm, it's motivating, 
And I think it is really exciting is the word that keeps coming to mind. Yeah, I feel excited about it a lot. How does being creative in thrifting or any of your other endeavors allow you to engage in the rest of your life? Does it recharge you? Does it give you a chance to, if you're doing a lot of listening in your therapy um, practice, do you get a chance to like start fresh? Um, you know, feel free to answer as you please. Yeah, I think one of the things that it, it, it's been one of my longest self-care rituals is thrifting. Oh, self-care, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's, it's a way to address several different domains of self-care. One of the things that I notice in my practice is that um, self-care is becoming kind of a buzzword, which I think is really mm -hmm. good. But I think that a lot of times when someone comes in, especially if they're overwhelmed and in a depressive state uh, due to that overwhelm, uh, they have neglected themselves so severely that they no longer have any energy for any of the bullshit that's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the first things we have to do is restore self-care. And, and it can be a journey. And so what I've learned from that is that we have more than one collapsed domain of self. We need multiple kinds of self-care. So it's definitely mm -hmm. not the only self-care that I do, but there's something about thrifting and uh, repurposing things. And a lot of the art I do, I do with repurposed things, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. is that I feel like it meets several different domains of self-care. So it certainly helps me process emotions. Yes. I feel it helps me recharge relationally because instead of relating to people who are very complex, I can relate to objects, which are very simple. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes sense. And I like that. And then I think that it gives me a real contextual kind of self-care where I'm in an environment where I can feel gratitude, I can feel mm -hmm. a sense of community and collaboration, and I get to take things that someone else has maybe disregarded in their context and put them in my context and give them life. And so it's almost a spiritual thing as well. And I, I'm an atheist, so I really need that kind of spiritual connectivity mm-hmm yeah what a thoughtful answer it's probably the best one we've gotten I love it well I'm a perfectionist uh. so I'm really enjoying <laughs> hearing that yes <laughs> um, put it in your back pocket um, how often do you go thrifting Ooh. Um, I used to go more I you know when I was less busy certainly it was a, a, more of an option but I really do try to go once a week would be you know, the mandatory minimum, I think. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, how often do you alter clothing that you get? I used to do that a lot more. Um, due to the amount of stuff that I have and the uh, lack of patience that I have, <laughs> uh, I do that less. But instead of alter things, one of the things that I still do to the same degree probably is embellish things. Oh, okay. And so, like, what are you talking about? Well, you know, an alteration is where you change a garment's fit 
you know, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're tailoring it in some way. Uh, embellishment is, you know, maybe where you are I'm adding to it, adding to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I do that. I've always done that. Like, it's not good enough for me just to buy a pair of shoes. I have to buy a pair of shoes and then, you know, glue a bunch of pom poms on it. Like, okay. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what my problem yeah. is, but yeah. <laughs> Make it a little bit extra. Yes. Um, what, what was the last project that you have worked on that you might have embellished? Hmm. Hmm. Good question. I always have a couple projects going on. Well, I would say that the last project that I did that, well, oh my gosh, I just did something like two nights ago. How could I not say that? Let me say that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I had like this, I I just redid my living room because we put new floors in and I wanted to rearrange the layout a bit. And all my listeners on my podcast know that I did a gallery wall earlier this year and what a pain in the ass that was. But uh, it's done and it's lovely and I'm happy about it. But because I have this huge wall of framed pictures all in these like vintage gold frames, the rest of the walls I've been trying to balance. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they need something. Uh, they yes. need to be zhuzhed up. So <laughs> I, um, in particular, re-envisioned this one little wall, and I was like, you know what I need for that wall is a tapestry. Like, I exactly knew exactly what I wanted, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm already in trouble because <laughs> now I have to go find that thing, you know, for oh, like yeah. $10 because I'm not going to just, I'm not going to pay a lot. I'm thrifty. So I go out on, two, I don't know what's today, Friday, right? I go out yeah. on a Wednesday night, and um, I find one tapestry in the price range I want to pay, and I'm like, oh, it's a little boring. So guess what I did? <laughs> I brought it home, and I just glued a whole bunch of shit on it, and I painted, like, I took some paint, and I made little dyes, you know, and I dyed oh. some strands in it so it has the colors I want, and uh-huh. I'm still working on it. It's a work in progress, but it's up, and it was 14 bucks, and when I'm done with it, it's going to look like it was 140 bucks. How do you know when it's finished? Uh, when I've moved on to something else. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So does it tell you, or do you kind of lose interest in it? Well... I'm a finisher, so I don't abandon projects. Mm-hmm. So it's, I guess I tell it when I'm done. <laughs> Something like, I'm the boss, so. Yes, yes. And do you have a workspace at home where you do your projects? Actually, when you requested a picture of my workspace, I realized that I don't. Oh, and it's really weird because I actually have the biggest house I've ever had. I don't know why. So do you just find spots in each room where you might be working? Yeah, like space isn't an option. I mean, isn't a problem. Mm -hmm. So wherever I want to work, I just work. (laughs) Like, okay, right now I'm working in the master bedroom because there's plenty of room. Yeah. Well, gosh, I think that we very efficiently went through all my questions. So the last one is, if you were to give yourself a title for your creative identity, what would your title be? Oh, my goodness. I I have to tell you, this thought has bothered me all day, uh, trying to answer that question. And you know what it, it reminded me of was when you go, like, to a new class or you start a training at a job or orientation uh-huh. at school and they make you do an icebreaker 
and they're like, tell us uh, one thing that's really unique about you, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, most people are like, I don't have anything. And I'm like, which of the 500 things that are unique (laughs) about me am I going to tell you? (laughs) How do I narrow it down? Exactly. So I have the same problem with this. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it, it was the idea machine because that is probably something else that's really common about I will have an idea like every 20 minutes and I'll be like you can have that I'm not going to do anything with it go ahead and take it because there's another one coming too much everything that's that's probably <laughs> the that's the way that I think that I would describe myself and people would describe me I, but you know not in a bad way yeah. just like all the things I'm all the things all the things. I like that one too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the platypus of, of humanity. <laughs> well, thank you, Levi. And thanks to our listeners. And we hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. Now, hang on, y'all. There's more. While you were busy listening to this episode, I ordered one of Thrift Therapy's subscription bags. I filled out a survey, sent in some photos, and when it arrived, I wrestled it out of the mailbox, skipped to my loo inside, and hit record. Ooh, if you're in ASMR, there's a little struggle with the scissors that may give you a little extra treat. Now let's travel back in time to my kitchen, where there's a big package waiting. And I'm going to make the first incision into this very well-secured package. You can feel the anticipation is building. I'm getting a glimpse of what's inside. I'm noticing fine beadwork. I'm seeing a black and white pattern. Now I'm really diving in. Okay. Ooh, I'm seeing color, I'm seeing... Come on out, baby. Oh boy, oh boy. All right, here we go. We've got multiple items here. So we have a very brightly accented black and white oh, pattern of some kind. It's got a little bit of bead detail, some pink, some yellow and green inside. Here we go. Oh yeah, we got color. I've got a crocheted shift, totally see-through. Okay, I'm getting deep, getting deeper still. I've got a floral pattern here. Okay, okay. We've got a black skirt with very forgiving elastic side seams around the waistband, a little bit of button work, very fine. That's gonna hit me right under knee length. What is this, a raincoat? Ooh, okay. Oh, this is good. Levi, this is good. Okay, so we've got what I will call a short jacket. I'm gonna call this a hybrid of members only and a capelet. I don't know, so it's green, it's got this fun big white polka dots on it. I did not include in my questionnaire that I was into polka dots, by the by. This is good. Excellent sizing, Levi. Okay, we've got another, oh my gosh, this thing is jam-packed. I'm opening a little makeup case. And within, oh girl, 
I've got a fine black metallic shimmery belt with a big ass buckle. You know it's a big one. Thank you. Oh God, this just keeps going deeper and deeper. I have a scarf. Oh, a fine little head scarf in yellows, greens, and browns. Thank you. And getting deeper, deeper still. Ooh, oh, okay. You're just going to have to see it in the photos. Pearls, got a nice tassel detail. And deep, deep within this little makeup bag. Oh, oh, this is good. It's an ashtray with like an, a painted enamel uh, surface. And on the bottom, what the hell is on the bottom? But a little Thrift Therapy podcast sticker. Livy, this, this is a nice touch. This is a really fine haul. So I'll try to put all these on at one time. And I did. Got dressed, did a photo shoot, and took that ensemble out for a test drive. Thanks to Livy at Thrift Therapy for that dynamite piece of mail and for trading interviews with us. Head over to thrifttherapypod.com to listen to her upcoming episode featuring me and Angelica about how thrifting and crafting collide. While you're there, order a thrift bag of your very own. Our music was frugally sourced from Berm and Swale. Check him out on Facebook. Find photos, links, and more behind every episode at chattycrafties.com. This episode was produced by me, Amber Moreno, and hosted by my crafty comrade, Angelica Norton, right here at Open Envelope Studio. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for a promo from Perhaps It's You, an unofficial Unsolved Mysteries podcast. Ooh, then go make some art. Are you fascinated by mysterious legends, the paranormal, or UFOs? Do stories of murder, missing persons, and con men send you down internet rabbit holes? Did you grow up watching the TV show Unsolved Mysteries? Does Robert Stack's voice haunt your nightmares? Then our podcast is for you. I'm Liz. And I'm Samantha. Join us every Wednesday as we discuss the original Robert Stack episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. Follow along with us on Amazon Prime or just tune in for our weekly podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, and social media at Perhaps It's You.